0: 93 7 the ticket and the ticket We are back. Jay Foreman DP ticket after dark <laughs> uh, brought to you by the Mercado uh, certified Piedmont special ingredients of butcher shop ticket Look after
1: it. dark or ticket brought brought to light? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to if you want to if you want to sponsor that though, it's got to cost you some extra money, Uncle though.
1: Jay Foreman. Gather around, kids. Oh, Uncle God. Jay is going to uh, tell uh, us some stories. Look, man.
0: My name <laughs> is Bennett. I'm going to tell you like this. My name is Bennett, and I ain't in
1: <laughs> My name is Paul, and that's between yeah, y'all. That's between y'all. <laughs>
0: Hallelujah. We were brought to you by the Mercado Certified P. My Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat and every type of cut, man. Um, you know, it, it really, to be honest with you, just to wrap this, you know, Northwestern stuff up before something else breaks who knows by the time we get yeah, to right that, something else comes out you know in the end of the at the end of the day it's just uh it's a it's an unfortunate situation and sad situation number one whatever percentage of truth that there is to the allegations or whatever um whether it was you know made more than it was there was something so that's unfortunate right and it's stupid because that t- if it's that type of hazing or I don't even want to, you know. Actually, naming it football hazing is actually—that's giving it too much credit. That's not—that's not—that's not what haze, That's not what you. That's not what sports is the right rites of passage, and that—that's not it. It isn't. That's honestly got truth. And I was telling you guys on during the break, I've been in locker rooms when stuff, you know, guys were messing with each other, or the joking, or stuff like that, wrestling. And then when a guy says that that's enough, it just immediately – it's like the immediate stops. And everybody knows. And guys will step in. All right, man, that's enough. He told you it's enough because you just never know what's on somebody's mind or got going on outside of this stuff. So when – you know, and, and it's all respecting your teammates, old, older players, middle middle tenure players, and new guys. Um, so I will say that. And then it's unfortunate, you know, and – you. It's part of the deal it's unfortunate for the you know northwestern university that is i know from experience of being recruited by uh coach barnett and to where they are now is light years for where i'd never envisioned that they would be i'm not an alum but i'm just saying it's, it's it's unfortunate and sad for fitzgerald to be a part of be there for 26 years player assistant head coach and this be the end of his tenure there this is not you know Every, if you had to really weigh – I guarantee if he had to weigh going out like this or going out with another 1-11 season, he'd be jumping for joy for a 1-11 season. He don't want to end like this, right, and 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 didn't. So at the end of the day, there's nothing positive that comes out of what is, happened.
1: Is, but I, is, is, the, is the problem that he thought that it would end on his terms?
0: That, no, I don't think it did. Okay. I don't think I – I, I, I know him a little bit and know mm. of him. I know this for a fact. If somebody came to him and said this exactly was going on, he wouldn't be like, "Okay, that's cool." I know that for a fact. Mm. Now, did you? Was he late to the party and maybe kind of glossed, glossed over it? Only he can answer that. Mm. But at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think it's a Joe Paterno. I'm in Happy Valley. We run by our rules here. There is probably some of that going. I don't think it's like that. It's just a situation that was poorly managed. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Yeah. Poorly managed, poor communication, poor leadership inside that locker room. Because what made Northwestern good for so many years, or good by their standard, three ten win seasons, surprising people at bowl games, developing players that are going on is a player led team. So some of the players that were in doing this type of stuff weren't weren't replicating what they saw from previous guys. It just could you just it just can't. Because if you if this was going on just say for, from the day Pat Fitzgerald became head coach to the day he got fired, there's no way they would have been winning this many games.
1: I so I I, I think a big part of this is separating perception and reality. Right. Right. That the pedestal exists, and rarely is 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 a human. Able and capable and willing to to stand on the pedal, pedestal, be seen,
0: known, and to be worth it. Because nobody's clean, Nobody, right? Nobody's perfect, though. That's right. the thing. And
1: so, if we, but we also know not to ask for perfection, but we do have to have standard. Sure, like we have to have absolute things that cannot happen on your watch. There, and
0: there's some things that are indirectly, directly your responsibility, and this is part well, of. That. Well,
1: pay has a lot to do. Well, like that, well, like, we, like we know that, listen, listen, if we're talking about, okay, there are little league coaches, there are high school coaches who work on a $5,000 a year stipend who carry more accountability, responsibility, and standard than the $10 million a year sure. coaches.
0: Right.
1: And the reason why you do it shows up often in the very first question. You ask somebody, like you ask me, look, I, I love a college coach that was a little league coach. Because he loved it enough to do it for free. Right. right. Right? You have to have some value in it. And it can't be about winning. We were talking about AU and travel baseball um, and and the pay-for-play situations. Well, at the highest level of business, the reason why – they're not paying you to stay. They're paying you for the ability to dismount. That's the legal justification for contracts right. is what is it going to take – for us to get rid of this, when does it when it becomes too much? And there's a lot of stuff that's allowed in between that. Yeah. So I I think one the powers of B need to be better about decision making, who you choose, who you hire, who you don't hire. Message. Um, <laughs>
0: but I mean, you know, really, to be honest with you, I I don't think, like I said, if this was going on in year one, two, three, four, five, or six, seven or eight. They don't win these type of games. I think it's something that manifested and grew like a bad virus. And I wouldn't it, disagree. It, I would disagree. I, I so would. then, therefore, you what you need to do is const- as much as we talk about re-recruiting your players, you got to re-recruit your re-evaluate. You know your coach, and they re-evaluated him to the point that he has a ten-year contract. You know the thing is that you know somebody was asking me about winning and and talking about what it what it was like. Number One, to be at Nebraska right when we were winning, and then it, what it's like to be in the in the n f l and I told and I was telling the story about like you know when my neck was really bad, that was kind of like you know if I hit somebody the wrong way, it could be some serious long term issues and back and stuff like that. I felt like it it would have been harder for me to go to the place I needed to go mentally to play with the type of violence that I needed to with the possibility of the ramifications that would yeah, be right. coming on it, right? Right. So here's how I could explain it. When you're trying to get to the mountaintop, right, whether you're trying to gain respectability, win a Big Ten championship, heck, as small as Nebraska right now, getting to a bowl game, winning to a national – getting to a national championship, it's filled with passion. It is. Because as you're constantly – Rev, revving up the passion mm-hmm. staying at top is fatigue because you are fighting off hundreds of other schools hundreds of coaches that want your job right so say like dp D, dp's a wide receivers coach say man i would love to be the wide receivers coach at virginia tech or virginia whatever school it would be and he gets there well guess who else is coming from his, for his job Whoever knows Austin, that's the offensive coordinator that wants to be the you know analyst that I want his job, you know. And who knows when a new offensive coordinator comes in? Now there's more pressure. It 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 becomes fatigued, and so when you're at Northwestern in a place like this, the beginning was filled with so much passion that you wouldn't do anything dare to do that. But when you get fatigued. Sometime when you 've been successful, or when
1: you get com- comfortable,
0: you just took the words out of my comfortable. mouth comfortable when you become fatigued, you do get comfortable, and then you almost get bored and lazy mm-hmm.
1: that 's where I wonder if all right. this started, right Like we talk about the intersection of sports privilege wealth, all that a bunch of guys that had their spot given to them didn 't have to work for it well got bored well this is why when Jay and I talk about length of contract i 'm saying if you 're guaranteeing money. Look, I coached from a high school level of my job was year to year, often game to game. Like I had to max out every year in order to come back. Or I was brought in to fix a situation, and to fix it, I had to win right away. Nobody came in and said, okay, come in and take your time and get around to it. Urgency matters. And when you get comfortable, urgency yeah. becomes a lower line item on your ledger, and that's where this stuff happens.
0: Urgency becomes a problem. Then you view everything as, then you become uh, paranoid. I don't think I don't really see that from Pat Fitzgerald, but you know what I think is, and and, and I can't speak for him, but mm. I'm just going looking from outside in. I think what he he had been, he he had been blessed, and I think the transfer portal hurt Northwestern more than anybody because it teams were coming in and plucking all this good some good players, and he Northwestern will never be a reload. It's like we got to ramp up for a two- or three-year run, kind of restart, ramp up again, you know, and then you have a surprise year. I think what happened was part of the reason – now, granted, is I think that he he had been blessed with such good inner locker room leadership that he kind of just assumed it would always be like that. What he didn't do when you become fatigued, right, and you might lose a little focus, right – because you now, now you built Northwest up. Now you got to go meet with donors. Now you got to raise eight hundred million for the new facility. Now you got to try to find it. You know he's going to the site and, and thinking about the new stadium because I can guarantee you there's probably a spot or was a spot for his statue, both as a player as a coach. Right? Go down. Well, he's
1: and, in the he's in the football hall of fame. So what happens?
0: Oh, he's still there. It's it's, it's nothing. No, he's still there. That's a, that's that's not going to stop. You, him. you
1: you asked the question before the break. Of whether we would accept the Northwestern job.
0: Yeah, I want okay, now we're gonna get into that. If you were guys were coaching, say you guys are let's just, I'm assuming right now it's gonna be very hard for them to go get a upper echelon coach. Right? And I don't count I don't count Bronco Mendenhall as a upper echelon coach. There's there there's a reason why he left Virginia like a ghost in the night. Straight up. I know the reason. So you ain't, you ain't an upper echelon coach. He's a good coach. And what he did at BYU is phenomenal. And at Northwestern, would be great for him. If you guys were at, let's just say, an up-and-coming school. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun – yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Maybe like a Youngstown State, Arkansas State, South Dakota State. um
1: Mac, sort of.
0: Mac, you know, Bowling Green. And you guys have been... You know, eight and three, eight and four, and then say this year you go ten and two. Would you take that Northwestern job?
1: Yeah. And I and and, and I, but I think I, I think I'm slightly different than a lot of coaches because, again, I come from high school and and USA caliber levels where I never get to choose my talent, and I'm year to year, and I have to win. I don't get to recruit. I have to be able to coach and develop, and I have to be able to do it pretty quickly.
0: Right, right. But would you take that job, knowing that? Because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I always say this. One of the most pettiest person people I ever came across was Greg Williams.
1: Yeah, psychopath.
0: But he's petty. <laughs> so, so coaches are petty. They all talk, he's right? A and they don't. And 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 I, and I tweeted this out. Coaches love money. There's coaches, there's a majority, and I will say this, the majority of coaches, coaches because they love the coach. Yeah. And they love to the win and all that. But there's now, I think, the percentage of coaches that are getting paid a lot of money love the money more than the work. Yes. So, right? So say that and, again. And, and, say that again because so, that, so, that's a gospel. So, just say, say when Coach Osborne was playing, there was probably this, let's just say, on a, just to make it easy, 5% of the coaches. It was probably less than that, but that's still 5%. Now I think it's, you're getting up to thirty percent of these coaches just love the money, and they know how to go there and fake it till you make it. Now that's not only the head coaches; it's everybody else. So what I mean is, in asking you about that, these coaches talk, and coaches. So the majority of coaches that you might have to come to to, to Northwestern might not be the fully of that thirty percent. It might only be five or ten percent above that thirty. So now you got to start d- diving into. You know bargain shopping and you and you know you're going to be losing money because you're not going to get a it's not an attractive job i so, it's it's not an attractive it's an attractive job to you, but it's not an attractive job to modern day coaches it's not yeah well
1: but i mean I, and i think that's part of the problem and i I don't want to put my standard on other people like you know like Barry thompson likes to say his my his favorite thing about me is that my standard i share it for other people so that they know what they're dealing with like they know. Right. Okay, there's certain nonsense I can't do around DP. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And I've been forced to walk into situations. And, Jay, you've been around those programs. You walk into it, and it's a mess. And then you're asked, what's wrong? What can we fix?
0: You're asked to clean it up.
1: Yeah. And then, so I'm able to identify bad situations, bad coaches, right? And rarely is there a bad situation that wasn't caused by a bad coach. Rarely is the situation so bad that if you didn't clean coaches up, you couldn't fix the program. Every program, the talent, the football talent, the basketball talent, the baseball talent, the volleyball talent around the country is there's enough for everybody. There really is. There's enough for everybody. Yeah. Then it becomes.
0: But would you take well, that job? Yeah. I, here's here's what I would say. I just say. want to know would you take that yeah, job? Yeah,
1: I would take the job. I take the job today. I take the job today because I've coached. Some Northwestern kids. I know what it takes academically to get there. I know listen. what it takes athletically to get your, there.
0: Hey, hey, listen here. Hey, these hey, are smart is, kids. I know. I, smart I, I, kids listen. win.
1: Smart kids can win if yeah, you lead them. You're
0: gonna get that head beating. You're gonna be smartly getting that. But the but, break but Jay, I, here's what I would say. All head
1: to bed. you would get more out of the kids at Northwestern than the staff that currently exists. I'll say that in full absolution. I probably – Jay Jay me? A, yep. Jay I ain't Form, going to Northwestern, man. But, but you, you didn't answer my question. You would get more out of the players at Northwestern than the coaches that are there. Yeah, the players that sense. were at Nebraska – and folks can get mad at me if you want to, but mind your business. If Jay Forman was coaching in full the kids in the past four years, the results and the standard would have been different. Which is why they didn't hire Jay Foreman, because a different standard and accountability would be in place, and they don't want it. That's why Trent Dilfer is the head coach and Jay isn't. Like I don't like. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> why
0: are you doing me like that, Austin? Yeah. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. No, nah, man. Listen, let me tell you something, man. Like I, Forman, would trust, I would Forman trust, I Austin per, more J-Jay than Jay perfect. But I would have been raising the roof down there. Yeah, like, you know, I better, mean, right? We, we would have been playing with a little bit more edge, but...
1: I would take it about, because the, I always have. I about always have.
0: The thing about the Northwestern job, you it, it, th- who they hire, he has to have, like, a... He has to have almost like a... And, and I know people are going to hate to say that He has to have, like, a P.J. Fleck type of mindset.
1: Oh, and Fitzgerald absolutely does. Ending everything with go-cats...
0: Right, but as, Fitzgerald, as but, but, but Fitzgerald is, is, yes. is no so longer employed.
1: Who is that for?
0: But Fitzgerald Who is, that for? is he's no longer for employed. The team. What it's is for-
1: Go Big Red for? Who is that for? It's for the fans. That, that, it is. <laughs> like, once you understand the psychology of connecting people to a thing, then they forget about the objective, the mission, and the purpose. Right,
0: mm-hmm. but the problem, but you're, what you're missing yeah. is that is PJ, PJ Fleck went in there and now he's got substance with his, with his slogan. You need somebody, not with the slogans, you need somebody that's, that's looking at Northwestern in a positive light, like, like DP saying, okay, I know I'm going to get smart kids. I know most likely I'm going to get kids that are going to be coming there and going to be there, at le- you can't say four or five years, at least two or three years. So I know I'm at least get the – They've
1: already put in the academic work to get to, into Northwestern. Right, so they're, they're coming That doesn't
0: to, go away. Right, so that can go away. So you know you're going to get two, three, hopefully four years out of those guys. And if you can really, really embrace it and kind of embrace the bad and then really accentuate the good – especially a new stadium, football facility. You know, you're on, like, I think it's like, was it Lake Michigan there yep. with their facility? I mean, it's beautiful. You, you know, when you open up that garage and you're looking at that, That's there's not a better situation in the country. If you can do that and then make some inroads in recruiting, and then what you need to hope for at Northwestern, that Brett Bielema, the Kurt Ferrance ends up getting fired. Purdue doesn't turn around really quick because here's why. You want Brett Bielema to move somewhere else. So then he, you eliminate him and his recruiting prowess out of Illinois. You want Kurt Ferrans and that staff to dissipate to take them away from the Chicago area. Then that gives you time to pounce and get that local talent. And it might not be the top tier guys, but you got to start somewhere. See now Northwestern. I like is way the down. list
1: though. You you mentioned Bronco
0: Mendenhall. Do you like Bronco? He, Bronco he, you would be, be like Bronco him from Utah. Would, Bronco Boy, would you be. Call, you like Terrell Farley. And, and the no, world no, but all. I would
1: also go, David Shaw is a guy that if 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 you're if you want to work from being able to coach smart kids.
0: Yeah, David Shaw would like be like that's one. a
1: whole different type of coach. Like I could go False Church High School, love y'all, not exactly the academic superpowers. But I could go to John Cooper in Houston and coach the four kids. But I coach them the same way with the same rules, and you get the same result. That's the thing. Not everybody wants to coach smart kids. No. Not, because the excuse Cause is gonna, already in play.
0: Because they're going to challenge you. Because ex- smart smart kids is this. That part. Smart kids, you can't have an off day. Listen, <laughs> you, you can't be drawing up that defense that I drew right there. Yep. And, and you come in and be like, man, and, and be fluttering over your words And the smart kid and Be like, man, that dude messed up over cat one. This is gonna be a long day today, right? And so they you, they never forget. They never, they forget. never let you forget they, to that you weeks, had a bad day. Yeah, two weeks from now, hey coach, you remember when you messed up that that little square up there? Now here's my here's my only problem with Bronco Mm-hmm. <laughs> here here it is. Well, I know
1: I, you have two, but that's okay.
0: No, no, no here's my here's my, here, here's my here's my here's my realistic. Okay, all right, all, all right, all right. He, I was a big fan of his and respected what he did tremendously in BYU because I I view. Coaching at b y u is a very unique place. They have very weird rules that I view as weird, and you have st certain, you have a lot of unwritten rules so if you're not getting at this kind of like fake playbook and you don't you could struggle there. He came up through there and was one of the most physical teams in the nation when he was there and developed a ton of players to go to the next level. Then he goes to Virginia and kind of left. He left BYU. I would say on decent terms, not the best terms, and that's fine because when you when you become when you're a head coach, one
1: of us, One right, of us, right, one when of you, us. When, when you're at BYU,
0: <laughs> when you're at BYU, you're expected to leave. You're expected. The only time that you leave there is when they ask you to resign, or you, you know they kind of jettison you off. You stay there until you're. But he went to Virginia. Okay and did some decent things there and then all of a sudden just decided like hey I'm out I'm out Why Jay? Why? See, that's the that's the thing. Don't 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 tell me <laughs> that you want it cuz look, look, when you're a coach, you ain't never home. So bro, like mm-hmm. so the only problem with him going to Northwestern is in in is are you ready to really coach again? That's mm-hmm. my if I'm hiring him, mm-hmm. me and you got to go Hang out. We got to break bread. We got to talk. We probably got to work out, you know, cause I want to see where you are under stress. And then I'm going to take you out on one of my big, big donors yachts out there in the middle of Lake Michigan. And we going, I'm going to ask you by the time we get back to land, you got to convince me that you are ready to coach again. Cause this is going to be a long haul. This is me and you are married together. And then we're going to get married. And if he can convince me of that, I'm going to hire him. I think with David Shaw, you hired David Shaw to come in as kind of like a coach slash A D. But David Shaw had such a really good deal at Stanford, and he's so good on TV. It's gonna take hell to high water to get that brother there. I'm telling you, he is so good on TV. And David Shaw's the type of dude, even though his last few years at Stanford wasn't good, he could go coach in the NFL. What he about- has leadership skills and qualities. And I remember when his name kind of was like, you know, blipped on the Nebraska thing, and it didn't get enough traction because way David Shaw is, don't let the little, little apple head, you know, he look like, you know, and all that. That dude tough as nails, man. What,
1: what about Lovey?
0: No. No. Little Papa Smurf, he's done, man. I love Lovey, though, man. I loved seeing him, man, when he had that beard. That's, Lovey ain't going to Northwestern. For what? Well, I mean, he would. Yeah, you know what? Love dude, up, you, love you know what? to the talent you, level, you know Illinois. You, you know what? DP? Illinois guys. You know what? I, I was impulsive with that. I was impulsive I, with that response. You know what I'm saying? He could, Yeah, but well, he wouldn't be my first choice.
1: Who comes in? So, okay.
0: What we know about. You got better go hire that dude from Army or somebody. Oh, we're gonna Well, they trouble. tried that
1: with baseball. I'm going to get in trouble with this one. Let me pause there. Let's, we'll take, go, a we'll let's, take, let's take a break there. Let's need take somebody a break from a there smart school. And let me ponder whether I want to go Dartmouth down this or path somebody, or not. Yeah, let, let's Dartmouth. Let's go let's go down, okay. let's go down the path, that path when we come back.
0: Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube or Twitch.
1: Old School with DP and J. On 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.